There we go. <laughs> I was thinking you could play a little John Mayer. Yeah, get that back on there. John. John Mayer. Mayer? Yo, what, what's his name? John? My hair. <laughs> John Ross. What? You don't play John Mayer? Dave um, Matthews? Uh, he's, he's, that, I wasn't, I wasn't John, hearing John those is things. just, he's just pretending now. secular no. artist. I'm, I'm against yeah, we, them. we don't listen to that kind of music. Well, okay. You know, speaking of secular artists, I made the mistake of, um, I was putting together my Easter binders. Are we recording right now? We are recording. We're totally recording. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we have a... <laughs> but I got to tell this story. The, where's the intro, though? It'll we'll, happen. We'll get eventually. there. Hold on. I got to Let me tell the story. <laughs> so I'm putting together my Easter binders with all this music, and uh, we're doing this uh, really cool new Charlie Hall song called Mystery. And I'm not usually a big Charlie Hall fan. Uh, the only song we do is Marvelous Light. Uh, that one's halfway decent, but even that song has problems. Anyway, so we're doing the song Mystery, really simple song. The entire song is Christ has died and Christ has risen and Christ will come again. That's the entire song. So, um, But the whole thing is just like the Snow Patrol song, Chasing Cars, you know, like that one one five thing. And uh, so I'm, I'm doing my binder, putting the music together, and I'm doing like a description of each song. I was like, all right, for the guitar, we're going to do a total, you know, Snow Patrol chasing cars thing. And, uh, man, I got like some, I got some serious feedback. I'm like, Snow Patrol chasing, isn't that secular music? It's like, yes, it is. Well, uh, and it's great too. (laughs) When I was there, there were, there was a time or two when we, uh, did Weezer (laughs) or other non church people for prelude, like walk in music. At Laurelwood, you did we Weezer? Did, yeah. Wow. How'd that go? I don't think anyone would have ever known. Yeah. I have a bass player who, whenever I schedule him and people are, like, greeting one another, he plays the um, bass line to Lowrider. The whole time. Nice. Well, so, hey. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, let's start. This is uh, welcome to another episode of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. My name is David, and I'm here with Kevin. Hi, and guess who we have today as a special guest? The infamous. The infamous, the incomparable, venerable. Uh, what other words? King of the Pearl District. King of Pearl. Master of Portland music. Oh. John Ross. John Ross. Thanks, gentlemen, <laughs> for the awkward introduction. That, that, was, that was quite an intro. Yeah. How come, David, how come you never intro me like that? Well, because everyone knows how good you are. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. No, so we have John Ross here, and um, quick background. I'll, I'll in let, reality, everyone actually knows John Ross probably better than anyone in the world ever knows well, you and I. It, right. It's, it's actually, there's some truth behind that. Yeah. Uh, John Ross, I'll, I'll let him kind of introduce himself, but uh, just quick background. Um, John and I uh, went to school together in Multnomah Bible College, along with David. We actually all went to Multnomah We were together. all there together. Yeah. Uh, John and I, we played in a band for a while. Uh, John was kind of the the front man for that, and, and I hated you guys. Wow! And now, every- <laughs> now the truth comes out. <laughs> you were everything I wanted to be, but couldn't. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I was so envious of how wow. know, how well you guys Thanks. played together. Well, you had out of nothing, and um, and that no, you know. Which, by the way, that's not really about the podcast, but 
I'm going to be able to get the tracks. Did for you get that. the tracks back? Yeah, for 120 bucks Good. for all of them. Good. Yeah. The uh, CD that we recorded but never, never finished for uh, various reasons. Yeah. Did we I talk can, about that? At we our didn't. Last? We didn't talk about it on the podcast. On the podcast. No. Yeah. Forgive him much. The band that John and I were in, we recorded a CD. Uh, David or was, three. Um, or, or three things. Man, all this bitterness. Um, and David also uh, was part of a chapel worship team at Multnomah. They recorded a CD. Um, they recorded it, and then it just never ended up happening. And the guy who recorded it kind of kept all the tracks and wouldn't give them he, back to he, David. He stole them? Well, or confiscated. Well, confiscated. see, um, we did. We laid all the piano stuff down on a MIDI keyboard, mm. and uh, there were several songs where it didn't sync up very well at all. Uh, I sent one of them to uh, to Kevin. It gets pretty bad. <laughs> Quantized. <laughs> That's right. Thanks. It gets pretty bad. So you know, it wasn't anything that I was willing to have my name attached to. And uh, so I tried to get the track so that I could just record it on a piano, on an actual piano. There you go. And uh, wouldn't do it without paying a whole lot of money. But it's been, you know, seven or eight years now. And I <laughs> and guess he doesn't willing, care anymore. So he's willing, willing to, to let it go, go for a little bit <laughs> less. Time heals all, all wounds. Yes. Anyway, so uh, so John Ross um, is a good friend of mine. We, we've actually done some stuff outside of, of college and... We've uh, done some ministry stuff together, and we were actually just chatting uh, beforehand how John, um, ironically, lives very close to me, yet I I don't see him all that often. Um, maybe that's something that we'll, uh, we'll remedy here. But it's the, funny, though, that you both live, like, way out there, and you drive all the way into downtown Portland for work, and you drive, and drive all the way over here to Vancouver, to Vancouver. for work. We're we're selling our house again. Uh, it's just a it's a rough time to sell. So hopefully, hopefully we'll get a buyer. So anyway, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thanks. Sorry, man. Just cut me off. No, I just I've always wanted to say this. Oh, and here's Johnny. Hey, that was really bad. Thank you. Wow. So I'll, I could do the the basic intro. Yeah, give, uh, give us who you are and where you're at now. So I work as an assistant pastor at Pearl Church, which is in downtown Portland in the Pearl District. Artsy District. I've been there for about five years. And my role, so I sort of began just as a um, uh, a music leader, worship leader. I just kind of came and did the music uh, as the church was growing. And as the church has grown... And over the last four or five years, also as I've sort of grown up and become more responsible, I've been entrusted with more responsibilities. And so now oversee a number of different ministries. And uh, one of those is music. And can I get to care for the liturgy and the music and uh, worship at Pearl Church? Cool. Where is cool. the Pearl? Uh, so so we're, we're currently meeting at uh, a building called the EcoTrust Building. Uh, which is right in the heart of the Pearl District, so downtown Portland, uh, anything uh, north of Burnside, uh, let's see, east of uh, Broadway, west of 405 is the Pearl District. So the building we meet in is a community building. We rent, uh, lease out the conference room upstairs. We've been there for about uh, the last four years and we're currently looking potentially to, to move to a slightly larger space if we can find somewhere else to lease. That's cool. Because uh, we don't want to... Right now we do two services and we're beginning to be full and 
we want to be, we want to make sure we're welcoming and inviting and have room to be able to say like, people are welcome here. It feels awkward now because there's not room, uh, but we sure don't want to do, start doing three services. Right. Um, I used to work in the Pearl District. Sheepskin of Oregon. What? Yeah. We sold sheepskin seat covers. You're kidding me. Still there. They still they still sell sheepskin seat covers. <laughs> I didn't know there was a market for that. Yeah. Um. Usually there isn't. Pro- yeah. Probably over overpriced sheep oh, yeah. seat covers, I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. The best were these that were from New Zealand. New Zealand mm. sheepskin. They were like 500 bucks for a pair. That's so. not too bad. Nothing beats New I mean, if you're going to cover your seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So anyway, wow! I say I feel like I say that a lot. I've said it twice today. What? So anyway, which reminds me. Oh, so I had this. We all. I don't know if you all had it. You were in my class, remember? I I have a feeling I might remember <laughs> if, you, if you were to say something. What was it? Psychology one hundred and one, or was it? Psych, oh, with the psych young something? word. Yeah, young mm. word. We were all in that class. We, together. we were all in it together. I vaguely remember. And and he would go. Me thinks. Yes, yes and, and we, we had a log. <laughs> Yeah. And, I, and we lost track, you know, after he said it like a hundred times yeah. in one week. Dave Youngward. Yeah. I remember that class because, John, you would sit on the end. We were in that L104 building or L105, whatever it was. And you would sit on the end of the table. And that's back when you were at Crossroads working as an intern. And you had that Palm Pilot that they that they gave you, like the really old black and white Palm Pilot. And, um, and you would play that brick game all during class. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember once Danielle, uh, Danielle Jenkins, who was the assistant for the music department at Crossroads, gave you a call. And so I'm sitting next to John. Youngward's in the middle of doing his lecture or whatever. And all of a sudden I see John bend down underneath the table and he goes, <laughs> Danielle, I can't, I can't talk now. I'm in class. And I'm like, why not just let the, why not just answer the phone? But he answered the phone anyway in the middle of class. Sorry, that was really funny to me. Did I mention I've become more responsible (laughs) over the years? That's great. We heard that. Yeah, we. But our (laughs) memories are of a different John, apparently. Yes. yes. Oh, good. So, um, so you are your what else? What else are you in charge of besides music? There. So over, uh, we're a small church, um, and we haven't been around super long. We only have two pastors on staff, so, um, so we ultimately we sort of have oversight of each of the different ministries of the church. So um, Mike, who's a senior pastor, oversees about half of them, and I oversee about half of them. So everything from uh, our facilities ministry, which kind of sets up and tears down church each week because we are we meet in a space we don't own, to uh, the connecting ministry that, that uh, orients people to, to welcoming people and helping them plug in, uh, all the way to things like adult education and liturgy and music. Uh, liturgy. So do you guys follow the church year? And right, right. So so the church Lent. is, uh, yeah, we're currently in the season of Lent, uh, sort of began and, and purposed uh, to intentionally be as eclectic as possible, um, draw in multiple kind of um, streams, uh, forms, formats from numerous different uh, worship traditions. So, so we draw pretty heavily from... Uh, Catholic worship, uh, Lutheran, Orthodox, um, it, all of those three obviously follow the church calendar, mm-hmm. m- moving through sort of a yearly enactment of the story of Christ. 
So, so we use the church calendar, and then we also use a lot of liturgical elements in the services from from calls to worship to readings and creeds and those kinds of things. And not to not to cut you off too much on that, but our uh, our next episode we're going to deal ex- That was like uh, a teaser right there. Exactly. It's a plug for uh, all you listeners to listen to tune in next week because uh, we way. will be talking exclusively about uh, John's um, just kind of role at the Pearl and their use of liturgy in the church and uh, specifically kind of the idea of in, in a, a culture and society that that's so ever trying to be contemporary and current, what it actually looks like for which is kind of an interesting room of thought right now. Yeah, along that, so it yeah. should be a pretty interesting. Episode. It will be. So I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about it. it tune in next week for bum, bum, bum. liturgy <laughs> 101. Yeah, as some people call it. And speaking of 101, and uh, since we've been talking about college and music and whatnot, um, so John Ross is a phenomenal uh, guitar player. He's a phenom of sorts. Uh, wow, man, you just got all these weird... Um, <laughs> I, just, I feel like if I'm not incredible, I've now been set up for failure. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, but, but well, luckily, no. luckily Why don't you, you let are... me play a couple of licks there? Yeah, and then... <laughs> and then... Yeah, no. Luckily, that. luckily, you are incredible. So you have nothing to be afraid of. There's no failure. Um, so, so John, um, incredible acoustic guitar player. He actually also plays a really decent piano. Not as good as me, but um, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, sorry, but better than me. So, but yeah, so <laughs> right in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> just trying to set him up, you okay. know, to be like not too good, but good. Here we go. All so right, he fair feels enough. like he can succeed. So anyway, uh, your, parenting technique. Yes, uh, the sorry. um. Uh, you both have kids, huh? Yeah. I'm the only one without kids. Mm-hmm. You'll get there. It just takes some longer to mature. Yeah. <laughs> I think I actually, that must explain why I'm still sane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For, for, oh, a more, for a more detailed explanation of our insanity, consult our, uh, our wives and children. Um, so, sorry, John Ross, a uh, great guitar player, and when, when we played together in a band, um, you know, he... He was leading it. We were doing worship uh, nights and youth rallies, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, he has since moved on, uh, of course, as he shared, to be at the Pearl Church where he's leading the music. He also runs his own production company. He does weddings and uh, a very accomplished guitar player. So we uh, brought him in as a guest speaker to not only share about the the liturgy, which we'll talk about on our next episode, but to bring him in to um, share maybe some guitar techniques. Uh, both David and I are piano players, and um, while while I know a few chords and David knows a few more chords, I don't think we would classify ourselves as guitar players. Most certainly not. Yeah, def- definitely not. Not me, anyway. Not me. I know E minor, I know G, and I know A. Uh, I think A minor, too, because isn't A minor kind of like A on the guitar? Very similar. There you go. That I know, I know, A and A minor are very similar on the piano. But <laughs> <laughs> that's about the extent of my knowledge. All right. Um, so anyway, so John Ross is here. He has uh, he actually brought his guitar, his wonderful Taylor. Uh, what is that like an E five or something? What? Yeah, that's pretty close. What is it? It's uh, five ten. Five ten E five five ten. Whatever. I. All right. You see, he's giving me, he's giving me that. He's, that look, Kevin, what's wrong with you? So I uh, noticed you have one white um, 
string lockdown thing there. Is there a story behind that? Not really. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's when you uh, change your strings, sometimes it's easy to lose those things. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like the you can order a whole set of the really fancy ones that come with a guitar, or you can just um, buy, buy one. Buy one. Yeah. Uh, from a store for like a quarter, yeah. which I did. If it like, I'm kind of a little bit of a low maintenance guy. Like, if it works, you know, it works. Yeah, it does. I, David was making fun of me on my way in because there's not a handle on my guitar case, which, <laughs> which is because you know, if you, I don't know, I've had this guitar for ten years or so, and you use it long enough, things eventually break, and mm-hmm. just haven't really gotten around to replacing the handle because you can still use the case and carry right. it, and the case does. Everything that a case is supposed to do without a handle. And I was, and I told him he should make a, a handle out of bailing twine like my dad did for his briefcase. <laughs> or duct, uh, duct tape. You duct could do tape anything work, with duct yeah. tape. You can. Probably hurt, probably you hurt can make hand. a big strap that you could just throw it over your shoulder with. <laughs> Man, so anyway. Hey, can I put you on the spot? Go. I think so. Do you want to play just a little something sweet to kind of... Set the mood? Set the mood for yeah. this discussion. Oh, no. I could play something sweet for you. This uh, this is my favorite song to play the finger finger style guitar. I actually play this for a lot of uh, weddings. Uh, there's uh, I don't know. I think I heard some some guy play something like this a while back. So now there's no doubt that John is a skilled guitarist. Um, yeah, it's kind of like you know when you go in to uh, to have some kind of speech or something, or when you're writing a book or something, you kind of need to establish that you have some sort of credibility. Yeah. In the subject. And that, I was actually just uh, played that right from my iPod. I was finger <laughs> finger fingers uh, sinking. Sink, what do they call it? Lip sinking. Yeah, yeah finger sinking. That's great. Uh, no, he actually did play that, folks, and uh, I watched it. We're witnesses. I watched it happen live. It was beautiful. And Washougal and Trout Day. Yeah, you, know, you, you should have made like a mistake just to prove that. I think I did it in there somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure there was. So no. what are we? So we're gonna do acoustic guitar. Yeah, the acoustic guitar 101. So we brought we brought John in. Uh, Technique. Because he's a, a great guitar player. Uh, he's an old friend of ours, and um, just a really good, really good uh, voice in some of the stuff. I know not much about guitar. I know what I like, 
and I know what I don't like. And luckily, most of what John does, I like. So um, <laughs> <laughs> most, but most, oh. not all. Um, so well, can I? I need to say two things. Yeah, yeah. Well, three things actually. First of all, this is going to be two episodes. Oh gosh, are we already yeah, like so, a half hour in? So prepare yourself for another episode of greatness wow. coming up here. But um, have you guys seen the movie August Rush? Yes. No. Yeah, with that kid. Yeah, with the, it's like this child prodigy, music prodigy, right? Oh, okay. Did you notice the hands whenever they show the guitar playing? Yeah, they, they turn into yeah. like these like twenty five year old hands. <laughs> yeah, it's this like, like little twelve year old kid. No, he's like still, eight. He's oh eight. Yeah, and he says to play the guitar, and then like he does these really cool guitar things, you know. Yeah. Except except it's like these old mature. They have like, they have like a hand double. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've got like. Hair and yeah, wrinkles and, like, and stuff. Yeah, and you see all the veins. It's all yeah. bony and thin. It's like, that, that doesn't look like the pudgy fingers of an eight-year-old. You would think yeah. they would have found someone yeah. that was that had younger-looking hands. It that wasn't was just this guy. as good. Yeah, apparently it's not possible. Bummer. But uh, also, do you ever listen to Dan Balmer? No. No? He plays at Jimmy Max on Monday nights. That's in the pro, right? It is. Um. Anyway, I was just... I wrote an article on our blog about inspiration, and uh, he's kind of like my musical hero. He's a phenomenal jazz guitarist. Wow. And what, so, what's his name? Dan Balmer. Balmer. Wow. He oh. plays at Jimmy Max on Mondays. No yeah, cover. I'll, I'll get down there and check him out. Yeah. I mean, just, he's, he's jazz, and he's got two bands. One's a, a trio, and the other one's a fusion group. But just, you know, a lot of improv, but... He, most of his improv is very musical, not wow. just like, look how good I am and how fast my fingers can move, but like there's a lot of musicality to yeah, it. At there's the same actually time. content to it. So, you know, Melanie, my wife and I, we went down to, uh, to Jimmy Max once we were going on some date night. We were just walking, walking downtown and, uh, you know, we heard of the place, you know, great, great jazz club in Portland, um, phenomenal musicians, kind of some of the, the top, mm-hmm. top Portland musicians play there. And uh, we're like, man, you know, we should go check it out. So the the building is just out. It's just mobbed. It's packed. You know, there's a line out out the door. We finally get to the the bouncer guy, and uh, it's like a twenty five dollar cover charge just to get in. And it was like, it it wasn't just standing room only. It was like it, it was like squish room only. <laughs> you know, like it'd be one thing if there if there was a place to stand and, and just kind of hang out and enjoy. But like you couldn't even get through the door practically. I'm like, gosh, I don't know if I'm ready to spend fifty dollars just to. You know, go to in. be uncomfortable for three hours. Yeah, yeah. But but, um, <laughs> but I I said that to say you know th- there are a lot of there are a lot of people out there that are picking up the guitar and wanting to play and lead worship from guitar. Yeah. But there's a big difference, and there's like two groups. There's you know there's a whole big group that just pick it up and learn three or four cor- three or four chords and then capo everything, and call themselves guitarists. There's this other group that that like want to learn the instrument. And then, like what you just played, you know, there's yeah. actual musicality to what they play. Yeah. And so, so just something to think about. You know, all instruments are that way. You can pick, you can pick up any instrument and learn a couple of, couple of tricks and make yourself, you know, sound good. And even if you can learn really technical stuff and do it really well, and play really fast and you know impress people with certain stuff, there's still another thing out there that mm-hmm. to strive for. So. So let's get into it. Yeah, yeah. So just quick, quick programming note, David. How how far should we get into it before we need to stop? Oh, we've got. uh, I'd say we've got a good fifteen minutes here. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. 
We'll we'll make it a little bit longer. Do you like edit this thing? Do you chop it at all? No Sometimes. way, man. We we never edit anything. Right. We like, like to keep it real, though. You know, like it's an actual conversation that you would have live. with someone else. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to edit it? No, I'm, I'm over it. Okay. Yeah, no. We might we might just want to. I mean, if if it gets really bad, then, no, then I, I can. I, I was thinking more like if we we're gonna edit anyway. Yeah, no, we we might we might just down. edit that part. Don't, but don't worry, we're gonna keep going. So, right. um, so here we are, back on the track, back on the saddle again. So we um, uh, we wanted John to maybe give some guitar insights and um, uh, just maybe different techniques in terms of uh, ways to play, ways to lead worship. You know, because uh, just as David was sharing it, it's a lot different. You know, um, to it's a lot different to just be a musician who plays an instrument and, and knows like a few tricks as opposed to someone who actually is like a holistic player. And uh, one of the things that I strive for as a worship leader is is being able to, um, you know, is being able to lead uh, effectively from a piano. And oftentimes that means, you know, not playing or, or changing the way that I play, changing my style based on the situation. So, John, would you mind sharing a little bit uh, about different ways uh, guitar players can play and perhaps lead or uh, play their instrument. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, when, when I talk to other people who play guitar or, or people who are just learning guitar, uh, I usually say um, the, the simplest way to talk about guitar is um, you've got chords, uh, what you're making with your left hand up on the fretboard, and then you've got strumming patterns, what you're doing with your right hand, either kind of strumming or picking. And and literally to simplify it as as base as you can go if, if you can learn the chords and you can get your fingers to the right spots and, and be accurate and be able to change from chord to chord uh, and and you can learn a strumming pattern uh, and learn to to uh, to hit the right strings at the right time uh, then you then you can play guitar you can play a song hmm. uh, so, so like David said you know if you if you can learn how to play a, a G chord and you can learn how to uh, strum uh, a real basic strumming pattern it'll just take strumming like quarter notes you're on your way to a song. Uh, you I can, can do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you can move from chord to chord. I mean, this is as simple as it gets. Yeah. Uh, but I always find it's helpful to start there because um, you're understanding a lot of things that hang guitar players up is... is um, they're not able to get from one chord to the next uh, either quick, quickly enough to not have it affect uh, the timing. So either they get thrown off or they're throwing off others who are playing with them. Yeah. Uh, or they don't make it to the next chord or they're not quite sure of these changes. And so, so a lot of times it's nice to isolate. Well, do I have problems playing these chords and getting around or do I have a problem doing the strumming pattern? Um I'd say probably just practical guitar stuff. Um, you, it's it's worth investing some time in both of those things. Uh, grabbing a a chord book and, and learning different voicings and ways to play chords. Um, grabbing someone else who plays guitar, maybe longer or better than you, and asking them to show you some different strumming patterns. John, is there are there some basic strumming patterns? I mean, you just kind of show that very simple quarter, but you know, like like in terms of the guitar players that that I've played with. Um, you know, it, it seems like there's there's at least two or three very, you know, standard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
I, I, when I'm working with people who are just starting, I usually use the song uh, We Fall Down as a great example. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you usually, at the beginning of the song and throughout the verse, uh, you're using a standard syncopated uh, strumming pattern. Uh, the the movements of the chords are on one and then the end of two. The song is in 4-4, four, four, so you kind of have that one and two and three and four and one and two and... Right? That's where your chords mm-hmm. are changing. So uh, the most basic strumming pattern uh, that hits that uh, sounds something like this. And one and two and three. So the emphasis there is on the one... And the and of two. And if you obviously you don't have video here, you're not seeing this. Uh, this is looking like this. It goes down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, down. And those those downs are kind of the key that you're emphasizing. Yeah, cool. Uh, when you, when you have it in an action, you've probably heard something like this before. This is exactly what it sounds like. You'll notice you're not uh, hearing every exact part of that strumming pattern. Uh, all things are not equal. The uh, down, down are going to be emphasized much more than the others. So when we get here to the chorus, we're starting to get into a straight strumming pattern. So if you've got, um, you're playing in 4-4, four, four, the chords are moving on 1 and 3, uh, it's not going to have that syncopated feel. The strumming pattern simplifies quite a bit. Uh, and you're just going to have something like this. Down, 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 up, down, down, down. Very repetitive. Mm. So, that, that's, so that's, that's getting more of like a straight. One, three, four, yeah, yeah. And then when you get back to the turnaround, you're going to switch back. So those are the two most basic uh, patterns. If, you, if you're wanting to, um, you're still playing in 4-4 four, four and you want to uh, change the feel up, uh, a lot of people will start to do um, um, patterns that sort of emphasize, you're simulating, essentially you're simulating um, a bit of what a drum set would do with a kick and a snare in your, in your guitar. Uh, it's based on uh, two down strums to begin, and then a, a, a strum, a third down strum that, that hits the entire chord. Uh, to illustrate it would be something like this. A lot of people use this kind of strumming pattern for like a traditional Lord I Lift Your Name on High yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Which I don't think I've played for <laughs> like eight years. But <laughs> however, <laughs> the first two strums are really just on the root of the chord. And then the, the big strum hits the rest of the chord. Um, the other strumming pattern that's, that's very, uh, fairly common these days, people play a lot in 6-8 in now, mm. uh, time signature. And so it's helpful to have strumming patterns for that. 6-8, um, very simple. Um, uh, and you're hearing in your head that one, two, three, four, yep. six, down, up, 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 down,
So, so really, I mean, that, that whole, you know, I'm watching you, John, that whole strumming pattern did not change. You know, uh, right. the whole thing, basically, it's just that emphasis on the one and four, you know, one, four, one, four. And, and essentially, you, you most guitar players are either going to have, if, if you're having trouble, you're generally either having trouble with your strumming pattern or you're having trouble with the chords you're playing. You're either not accurate, uh, you know, with your uh, with the hand up on the fretboard or you're having trouble um, staying consistent with your strumming pattern. So, or your fingers are too fat. Th- this also <laughs> can be a problem. Yeah, I have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's super helpful, especially everyone that I've worked with and given lessons to, to, to break those things down away from each other and work on them separately. That's great. Uh, very helpful, especially as you're learning new songs and all those kinds of things. Um, I don't know if we, do we want to talk about get into more complicated exciting things should we save it for yeah let's let's uh let's cut here and uh i want to give people your information yeah so uh why don't you tell us it, it, like your website and stuff like that yeah you don't um, have to give out your personal cell phone number <laughs> his well, phone number is <laughs> i uh, i really do love my job i honestly i love pearl church i believe in it deeply and so um we, in the last year so we put together a new website uh, you can learn plenty about the church and about kind of why we do the things we do. It's just pearlchurch.com. Uh, and really encourage people to go there and uh, use the resources that are there. Um, and then I, I run a small business in some of my spare time. And if people wanted to learn more about that, it's uh, johnrossmusic.com. So uh, if you have if you have more guitar questions, you can uh, maybe log on to one of those two websites and shoot him an email i bet he'd be willing to answer it and if not uh he just won't answer so <laughs> exactly so you can he, you can still send that. the email <laughs> <laughs> but uh we are worship ministry catalyst and you can always get in touch with us online worshipministrycatalyst.com you can send us an email to david at worshipministrycatalyst.com or kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com and don't forget to check out our social networking site which john ross actually joined and he uploaded a couple of his songs yeah, I'm just trying to be helpful. Thanks. Yeah. It's a very cool networking site. Yeah, yeah so uh, so you can go listen to some of John's music at uh, worshipministrycatalyst.ning.com. And uh, we hope to hear from you soon. So stick around, folks, for the uh, for the following episode. Next week we will hear part two in John Ross's Guitar 101. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.